Today, I'm excited to share an approach to setting my revenue goals that I hope and think will inspire you. This is exactly the approach that I have used to grow and scale companies, including my own, to six, seven, eight figures and beyond. Now, you don't need to be an accountant or a math whiz to make this work. By the way, I am neither of those. But you will need to dream big, have an abundance mindset, and then you'll need to start getting real about your revenue. So let's go. Rising tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. The rising tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. Well, here comes the rising, the rising Today, I'm excited to share the approach that I use when setting my revenue goals in business. I've called it a bucket approach or a gap analysis. I've talked about an effective hourly rate strategy. But in the end, this is all the same simple concept. Determine what your annual revenue goal is, break that into monthly good, better, and best goals, and then start playing Tetris. This works equally well if you're a product-based creator or a service-based creator. The only difference is this. Product goals will be based on the price per unit times units sold, and the service goals will be based on the rate per package. And that should in turn be driven by your EHR or your effective hourly rate. I hope I haven't lost you yet. So let's get into the details. What do I mean when I say play Tetris? If you know what your goal is and you have a set of products or services at different rates, you simply need to lay out all of the ways that you can sell X to make Y or sell ABC to make Y. Now, there is one catch. If you use this approach, you must be in touch with your numbers on a near daily basis because it is this data that will drive your decisions. I'm going to give you an example from my own business. Now, I have three fairly distinct offers in my done-for-you service business. I have a high-ticket monthly package with a recurring subscription. I have a medium-ticket monthly package with a recurring subscription. I have a high-ticket one-time service with no recurring subscription. And then on top of that, I have a very low-ticket digital product that requires really none of my done-for-you time. My one-on-one services, they do not scale well. That's just baked into what I do and how I do it. The digital product, it does scale. So at the start of each month, I know my goal. Just for discussion sake today, let's say that my goal is $20,000 a month. And let's say that my packages are set at the following rates, $5,000, $3,000, $2,000, and then a $20 digital product. These aren't actually my rates. If you're interested in those, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to chat. But these are nice round numbers that will make the following math just a little bit more digestible. If I have three clients who are already reserved at $5,000 each for the month, that means I'm already booked for $15,000 in revenue. I'm counting on that. I've already confirmed that. So my gap toward $20,000 is $5,000. I need to find a way over this month to generate an additional $5,000 on top of what I've already secured. So playing Tetris, here's how I could do it. I could make up the gap by selling one 
more of my $5,000 packages or one $3,000 package and one $2,000 package. I could sell three $2,000 packages. I could sell 250 $20 digital products or some other combination. As long as the sales add up to $5,000, I have a number of options to closing the gap. From there, I can decide what the market is looking like right now, what my sales energy is feeling like right now, and what I have the bandwidth for. There are some months when I get super excited about selling one high ticket package. And there are other months when that just seems so energy sucking, so terrible. I would much rather talk about my $20 digital product and sell a lot of them. So this Tetris approach gives me options and flexibility as a business owner, but still allows me to reach and even exceed my monthly goals. And here's a mindset thing. If I know that my gap is $5,000, if I know that on day one of the month, I will sell $5,000 in services or in products. I just make it happen. Now, I don't miss my goal very often because I always know exactly what I can do to meet it. And as the days go on, even if the gap isn't shrinking, I go back to my Tetris math. And now instead of selling $250 products, maybe I need to rethink it. And I need to find that one high ticket client or two medium ticket clients. But I'm in control. I have ownership over my revenue. And I'm able to take action to meet that goal. Conversely, when I don't know what my gap is, when I haven't done this game of Tetris, I will end the month short of my goal. I'll be on day 30 or day 31 reconciling my books and realizing if I had just taken a day or two to actually sell or market my products, if I had told my market, if I had told my audience, if I had told my list of people who are interested in me and what I do... If I had let them know that I had an opportunity for them to work with me or to invest in me or to buy a product from me, I likely could have not just met that goal, but absolutely smashed it. By the way, there is one more layer to this that I'm going to add in. In addition to playing Tetris and having one monthly goal, I actually have good, better, and best goals each and every month. My good goal typically will mean that I'm hitting my lowest goal. That's the number that I have already set as my bare minimum monthly revenue to make my business sustainable and successful. I'm not generally excited about my good goal, but if I do hit it, I'm also not disappointed. Good is fine. Good lets me keep going for another month. In the scenario above where I said $20,000 is my goal, my good goal might actually be $14,500. Better though, that's usually where I aim. This is the goal that I feel I should hit and that I can hit when I use the Tetris or gap analysis approach. My better goals, they often change once a quarter. If I'm hitting my better goal for three months straight, really with no sweat, I know that it's time to aim higher. So I'll move the better goal that I have now to my good goal. And then I increase my better and my best goals. So I'm always working to grow and grow and grow and scale. The best bucket, that's a stretch goal. When I have my best months, I'll typically consider that extra revenue as gravy. It's great to have it. It's extra spending money and I can sweep it into my owner's account or put that money toward a new business investment. But in general, the goal that I set as my quote unquote best is not really sustainable for every month 
or I'm at least not ready to put in the energy and the sales tactics that would be required to hit it each and every month. But again, if I find myself hitting best for two, three months in a row, I know that it's time to move all of my goals up. And by the way, this happens fairly regularly. This analysis, this approach is one that I have used for nearly every client, and it's one that I use in my business right now. It is a lot simpler than it may seem, but if it's still confusing, if you still would prefer to plug this all into a tool, I've got you. I created a revenue tracker, and it's an online spreadsheet that is pre-built. All you have to do is plug in your own good, better, and best goals, your own products and services with their rates, and then just start playing around with the spreadsheet. This calculator actually takes the Tetris and does it for you. And you can even track your actual revenue right in this same dashboard. So you always know where you are in pursuit of your annual goal in real time. I would love for you to check it out. It's at risingtitalents.com slash revenue tracker. Now, I mentioned effective hourly rates. That's a really, really important piece towards setting your rates. And we're going to talk about that in future episodes. So be sure to check back, subscribe to the Rising Tide Talent Show if you haven't already. And again, be sure to follow me on social media. Until next time, happy money making. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Talent Show. For more, follow at Rising Tide Talents on Instagram and visit risingtidetalents.com. You'll find show notes, resources, and more from today's episode. It's all at risingtidetalents.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Katie Widrick, and you'll find me at kwidrick. Until next time, remember, a rising tide lifts all ships. The rising tide lifts all ships.